On the Healthy Human Revolution podcast, Dr. Lori Marbus interviews nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests whose informative and inspiring stories will empower you with the knowledge to transform your life and health. Welcome to the Healthy Human Revolution podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marbus, and I'm so excited to welcome back the beautiful and lovely, talented Gianna Simone. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here again with you. (laughs) (laughs) I say we, I just, you're such a joy to talk to and so easy to talk to and have such a wonderful story. Um, Let's just get into, let's talk about Gianna and when Gianna was little and all the struggles that you've overcome. I mean, it's just such an amazing story of blessings and just tenacity. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Thank you. Thank you for saying all that. And um, yeah, so I grew up in Boston and um, went into foster care around age 13. And I, I share my story because I want to, I want to inspire people. I never want people to feel sad or pity or be a victim. I always say things happen for us, not to us. And we, it ha- things happen to all of us, right? Like we all have our story. We all have our story. We all have our moments that we can, we can be overcomers. And, and that's, that's what happened to me. I was, I was physically and emotionally abused and I never really like to um, talk about who did it, but what happened and how I overcame things that, that took place. And so um, I share my story to, to inspire people to say, listen, I've been through XYZ. And it was really, really, really difficult. It was horrible. It was sad. I was suicidal. I've been through the battle. I've walked through hell on earth and I've come out of it and I've come out of it doing certain things. I've come out of it because of Jesus, because of what Jesus has done for us and has said for us. And, and I'm never really, people are always like, you're so open with your faith. Well, it's not, it's the truth. And, and I would be doing a disservice, number one, to myself, to God, to other people, if I didn't share what helped me, what truly helped me. Mm-hmm. And, and people have a different story and that's okay too, but this is, this is my story and, mm-hmm. and Jesus is my story. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm, I'm just so grateful that, that people in my life who were, I know that like angels are their own thing, but if an angel were a human, <laughs> and I know we call it like, they're my angel. And, and I, it's a, I guess it's a term of endearment because th- those people who were like that in my life showed me the truth. And I'm so grateful that they did. And I'm so grateful they were bold enough with their faith to show me so it could help me really help me. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a glossing of, <laughs> that was a 40,000 foot elevation view. Can we talk a little bit about what was it like when you're 13? Because 13 is such a tough age for <laughs> all <Yeah>. humans. <laughs> um, what was going on that led you to foster care? And then tell us a little bit about your time in foster care, because that story is so compelling. Yeah, so the, the abuse that was happening at home. And I got um, what's called a CHINS taken out on me. It stands for child in need of service. And so with that, you get assigned a probation officer and my probation officer, I'm still, I'm friends with her on Facebook now. Like I, I still love her and she loved me. And she was like, you know, I'm dealing with all these like gang members and, you know, kids who are, who are actually like in need of my services. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, but you're getting straight A's in school. I went to one of the best schools in Boston, you have to test to get in and you have to, um, you know, be bright. And, and so I was getting straight A's in, in that school. And she was like, I just don't understand. Like, what's, what's the deal? Why, why, why do you need me? And, and I just told her the truth. I said, you know, I'm, this is what's happening at home. And she said, okay, well, we need to take you out of your home. And then there was one night of, the police being called and I actually got arrested. And uh, I think it was like, I think it was about 13, 13 or 14. No, I was 13 when I went in. And and so my, my dad actually came to bail me out. I was like in a holding cell and I was like, dad, is that you? He's like, yeah, I'm here. He calls me Gigi, yeah, Gigi, I'm here. <laughs> and then um, you have to go to, for anybody who's not been arrested, you have to go to court the next day. And 
Um, you can either, you know, go to like a, a juvenile detention center or if you're 18 or older, you go to jail. So my probation officer actually stood up in front of the judge and was like, I know this, this woman, this young woman, and she is not, this is not her. This is not that she is being abused and she is defending herself. She's fighting for herself and this is unjust and she should not be here. And I want to protect her and she needs to be taken out of her home. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and my, my mother and father were divorced when my dad came to bail me out. He, he lived separately my entire life. They, they were divorced and they got divorced when I was like, I don't know, before I was one. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, it was, it was a very interesting, it was a beautiful moment in, in, in a dark setting, in a scary setting of that. Let me back up a little bit. The night before we went to court and before my probation officer stood up in front of the judge and really went to bat for me, I prayed for God to take my life because I was so scared of what was going to happen. I'm like, all of this stuff is taking place where I have to defend myself. I have to fight and it's not fair and I'm being abused. And yet I'm in trouble. How is that right? How is that just? And I was like, God, I don't want to be punished for being treated so unfairly. It's just, it's not, it doesn't, it didn't add up. It didn't make sense. And I was so petrified. I was like, am I going to have to go to jail? Am I going to have to go to juvie? What is that going to be like? And everything was going through my mind. And I was just so, so nervous. I was so scared. And then she, she, my probation officer went to bat for me in court and the judge listened to her. And then that was my journey into foster care. And my dad was just unable to, he was struggling in his, in his own life and he was just unable to, to care for me. And, um, my cousins tried to go to bat for me and the, the process in order to take a child out of the system, you have to have the most perfect record. You have to have the, a certain amount of everything in your life, money, house, apartment, finance, like everything has to be how they want it to be, or you do not get the child. And Mm -hmm. even if you have, like, if you got arrested when you were either, you know, 18 or above, because everything is sealed under 18. So even if you got arrested when you were 18 and a half, and you're 50 now, they still would not let you take a child out of foster care, unfortunately. And so the, what happened was since my cousins who tried to take me, my dad who tried to take me couldn't, and they didn't qualify, I got placed into um, several different homes and got bounced around and people, I remember there was one home and the woman, she was a lovely lady. She lived in the projects in Charlestown, I think. It's a part of uh, Massachusetts. And she just, she just wanted babies and she had a, um, a crib and two bunk beds. So, well, one bunk bed, two beds, and they were for small children. And I remember sleeping in there and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I just, I want to feel safe. What is going on? Like, I don't want to live oh, here. I don't want to be here. Wow. And I'm so scared. And, and then she, she, you know, she, nobody, I shouldn't say nobody because a lot of people do want older children, but a lot of people want smaller children and Mm -hmm. adopt smaller kids so they can raise them, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I got passed around because a lot of people just wanted young kids or babies and finally ended up in a group home. And, um, the group home was, was quite interesting. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, um, I remember sitting there the first night at the table and my, my foot was up on the, on the, on the chair. And I was like this, my, my leg was up. And one girl was like, Hey, get your foot down. And I was like, Oh shoot, this is going to go down. Like one girl had a, a knife. Uh, she got into a knife fight. I think, I mean, this is, this is the story I was told. And she had a cut from here to her ear. And I was like, where am I? Like, am I going to have to fight for my life every day? I slept wow. with my knife by my, by my bed every night, my telephone under my pillow. And, um, and the, the, what's funny enough is like the girls, when people act like that, when they act tough or like it's, it's a cry for it's fear. Mm-hmm. Anger sits on top of fear. And that's a huge lesson I've learned in my life. And that when somebody tries to intimidate you, it's because they're really intimidated and they're really fearful. And so they really need love. People who act out like that need love and they need security and safety. 
-hmm. and to know that, hey, listen, I'm here not as a threat. I'm here as a friend and somebody who can possibly help you. Mm -hmm. So um, I ended up becoming really good friends with all the girls in there, mostly all the girls, because it was kind of like a a turnstile. Some some girls would stay, some girls were long-term there, and some girls would Mm -hmm. come in and out. And and yeah, I became friends with most of them, and, and we would do like workouts, and we would go for runs, and there was this one girl who had, I'll never forget the story. She had, her mom had cancer and she um, became a prostitute. And so she lived in Maine and she came down to Boston to prostitute herself. And I think she was like 15, maybe 15, 16. I don't even think she was that old. And so I remember sitting next to her and she was telling me the story about this John that she was doing stuff with and there was weapons involved. And then the police came and she was told to hide weapons in a, in a, area that I was like wait what and I remember sitting there and thinking wow just when I thought I had it bad (sighs) Mm -hmm. we that's not to diminish everything that one goes through when it's challenging Mm -hmm. but it can always be worse and it really made me grateful in such a dark time Mm -hmm. and so I gave her I lived out of a, a big black trash bag and I put it under my bunk and I gave her some of my clothes and I took her for ice cream when I I was not vegan at the time (laughs) and I would have taken her for vegan ice cream if I was and then I don't know where she is you know I hope that that she was able to to get help and that she's thriving in life right now and Mm -hmm. um maybe that story was what happened maybe it was worse than what happened maybe it wasn't but I just I remember like it's gonna it's it's okay. It's going to be okay. There were moments where I didn't know and don't feel too bad for yourself type of moment, you know, like Mm -hmm. it, it it can always get worse. So, um, and it can always get better too. Mm -hmm. And, and I worked, I worked really hard and by the grace of God, it got a lot better. So tell us how it got better because that's a pretty (laughs) cool story too. (laughs) Yes. So, um, I, I kept in touch with, with, my dad and um, we're like best friends. I, I love my dad. My dad has tried so hard and he, he has such integrity and, and I have, I have a, a really good relationship with him and, um, and we're buddies. We're just buddies. And I feel like we went through very similar in our lives. He was also abused growing up and, and I just feel like we can relate to each other a lot. So um, he, he would help me and talk to me and try his best when, when I was in foster care. And he actually got his mom towards the end of foster care. He got his mom to take me out. I think I was like 17 and a half. So she actually took me out of foster care and she wasn't, um, she wasn't the most mentally, mentally stable person. So, um, but he, he was there, like he was there to make sure that, that, I wasn't being messed with type of thing. And, and, and I'm thankful that she did that. I'm thankful that she, she was able to take me out and take me out of that situation, even though it was towards, you know, the end of where I would age out or be Mm. able to get out on my own. Um, I still honor her and I thank her for that. And I'm, and I'm very grateful for her help. However, it wasn't a long-term thing and it Mm. wasn't the best situation. You know, there was still more figuring out to do more, more getting better. Mm. So, so, um, I eventually got my own apartment around 18 ish and I think it was 18 or 19 at the time. And, uh, and I actually got my modeling portfolio done when I was in, I think I was still in foster care and I was around 16 or 17 and I got that portfolio done and my dad, it was a thousand dollars and my dad actually gave me the money to get it done. And, and I just fell in love with it. I met this photographer, her name is Shannon Michelle. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And these are my looks. And she was like, okay, well, you need 12 looks and you need to, this is what a portfolio consists of. We need to have this type of shot, this type of shot. We planned the whole thing. And well, let me back up a little bit. I was, I was walking through what's called Faneuil Hall. It's part of Boston. And I've, I've heard more people go through Faneuil Hall on a daily basis than Disney pre-COVID. And, <laughs> and so um, my dad and I were walking through Faneuil Hall and I was just, you know, expressing my heart, sharing my heart. And we were just having a deep conversation. It was almost like a spiritual conversation. I get into these with my dad and they feel very spiritual and, and open. And I just, I feel like he has so much belief in me that it gives me belief in myself. And then, you know, the power of belief is the key. Even Mm -hmm. Jesus told us that. So um, 
believe have you believe you have received it and it will be given to you mm-hmm. and whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you have received it so anyway um so when we were having this conversation i was like dad i really want to model i really want to model and he said okay well how are we going to do this let's call maybe a photography school let's call the new england school of photography and and i was like okay and so i i think i had oh i had I think I emailed them. I went on their website and I emailed them and I found a couple and Shannon was like by far my favorite. And I contacted Shannon. I loved her work. And then we met up and we discussed all the portfolio stuff and we shot it. And I was, when I was on set, I was just high. It was mm-hmm. such a cool experience to feel and understand that this is purposeful. Mm. And I'm sure that, you know, you feel like that when you live out your purpose and it's this joy, it's this passion, it's this fire. And it's like, it's literally like being high. It's like euphoric. Mm -hmm. I think it's better than being high. I I don't, I've tried being high and I don't like it. (laughs) And so, and I don't advocate doing drugs. I advocate going after your purpose, going after your purpose and, and living in it. And it is the, and eating fruits and vegetables, eating a great diet and living out your, your life purpose is the best high you can ever possibly get. <laughs> so, um, so, so I, I, I totally fell in love with it and I was like, Oh, I need to do more of this. And so I went around to various agencies in Boston and I got rejected and you're not tall enough. You're not anorexic skinny. And, and even though I tried to be and struggled with eating disorders, um, I wasn't. And, but little did I know, I just had to be plant-based and I could live my best life and my best body, but I didn't know that. And, you know, I learned my lesson and life is a journey. Mm-hmm. I got rejected a bunch of times, but I still had this, this deep burning desire to model and, mm-hmm. and did it and became successful really on my own by the grace of God and um, went to the top agency in Boston and they rejected me like three times, I think. And then I had this campaign <laughs> coming out for Frank's Red Hot and French's Mustard. And it was a cute commercial campaign that I had booked. And they said, okay, we'll come back when the campaign comes out. And I was like, guys, clearly I'm bookable. Clearly I'm making good money doing this on my own. Don't you even like want a piece of that? And so. <laughs> I'm giving you money. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> and if it's, if it's about money, right. Cause like agencies care, it's a business. So right. clearly I'm, you know, making good choices and bringing in business. So, um. I, I was in the car with another one of my photographer friends. His name is Oliver Klink and incredible photographer. And he said, you know, you should really call them. Have you called them since the campaign came out? And I said, no, I'm not calling them back. They rejected me three times. Why would I call them? And so he was like, Gianna, I really think you should call them. And so I called them and then they signed me. And then I became, eventually became one of their top booking models. Oh, and, that's awesome. Um, and it was, it was, I still love them. I, I still chat with them to this day and, we're, we're friends on social media and I check in with them from time to time and I'm like, Hey, what movies are going on in Boston? And how are you? Happy birthday or how's life? Yeah. And then, and then eventually I fell in love with acting and it was ironic because people, people had told me when I was getting, you know, rejected at all these different agencies that I should act instead of model. And I was like, no, I'm modeling. I'm not acting. And this is what I'm doing. Don't tell me I want, I'm going to do something else when this is, when my eyes are set on this. But then I ironically <laughs> fell in love with acting and, and here I am. So I, this is fantastic. And I love how you speak to, you know, people in your life that come into your life and supportive and all these amazing things. Do you want to tell us a little bit about someone who maybe other people who stepped into your life that were very important for your, you know, turning you into who you are? Yes. And I, I want to honor every single person in my life, everybody mm. who has, because we, we always try to do the best. No human being ever wants to be bad, right? Like nobody. Mm. And, and I think that's a big human fear is to be bad. And I think that's why people lie and why people feel shameful is because they don't want to be bad. Mm. And I think that it's okay because we're human. I've messed up and I'm so, I've learned from my mess ups. Mm. We're not, we're not called to be perfect. Mm-hmm. We're not called to be perfect. And, and that's okay, but we are called to 
do right when we do mess up. We're called to say, Jesus, can you please forgive us of our sins, our, of our mess ups? Mm-hmm. And he does. And he washes us white as snow. And, and we can even do that with each other. We can even mm-hmm. say, hey, listen, I've messed up. Will you forgive me? That was not my intention. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. And make it right. Or at least try. Do our best. Do the best with what we have. Right. And so um, some of the people or all the people in my life have been a blessing who have shaped me and, and I'm, and I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change Mm -hmm. a single thing with, with the people who have loved me, with the people who have hurt me, with people who have hurt me intentionally or unintentionally. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for all of them. And I, and I wish them all the best and I forgive. And I think forgiveness is, is a powerful tool as well that I've learned from being a Christian and the Mm -hmm. importance of it. And that it's not necessarily for other people, even though it helps other people, I think, when we release them and we don't mm-hmm. wish anything bad on them. But it, it is truly for us. And it's so we don't have to rot inside and that mm-hmm. we can be free and that we can, we can live a, a life full of joy inside, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, of love. And mm-hmm. so are we focused on that? And, that and, and to get there, forgiveness is really the path to get there. Mm. And, um, and, and what helps me with forgiveness is that, and I, and I will specifically mention the people who have been amazing to me. Um, but what helps me with forgiveness is understanding, like, why did this person like at the grocery store, for example, like if somebody was, you know, mean at the grocery store, bratty at the grocery store, like, why did that person do that? Well, if then this is just totally an example, well, maybe that person's mom just died. Maybe that Mm. person just lost their pet. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it helps me understand if I had, if, if this, you know, if this situation was real and I had said to this person at the grocery store, <laughs> why, 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 what's, what's the, the reason you're acting like this? Why are you angry? Mm-hmm. Why are you upset? What are you going through? And they said, you know, mom just died or the, the family pet of 15 years just passed away and I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. Okay. And that gives me more grace to them. And, and to understand that everybody is, is struggling with something, whether it's small or big, or maybe they're not struggling with something right now, but they have, or maybe they will. Mm-hmm. Um, just to have more compassion on them and understanding helps me forgive. Like, yeah. okay, I get it. I get it. Just being gracious. Yes, yes. So anyway, so the people that have um, been impactful in my life, one well, everybody, I guess my whole point is everybody, <laughs> but my, my father, he has really shown me the power of belief in, in me and, and to believe in myself and that somebody else believes in me. He has always been a protector as much as he, he can be. And, and I so value that and appreciate that. And, um, and Kathy, Kathy was, <laughs> she was, she really showed me a father's love, a mother's love, mm. human love. She showed me God's love, who is our ultimate father. And, and that's what I mean by she showed me a father's love is because she led me to church. So mm-hmm. Kathy was the owner of the gym that I would work out at like 10 hours a day. And she would ask me questions. She'd be like, why aren't you in school? You know, when you're like 13, 14. Um, I think I was, maybe I was even younger. And she's like, where are your parents and what's going mm-hmm. on? And, and, and I sat down and I told her the truth and she took me under her wing. She gave me a job at the gym and she would show up every couple of months at, at court when I had to go to court to transition back into my house or figure out whether I stay in foster care or not. She would come to court and stand up for me and say, I want Gianna, even though my mom would say, no, I don't want Gianna. And, um, she would. And that's, And that is, I honor that and I see that and I share it because not to say something bad about somebody else, but Mm. to say something good about her. And I have Mm. to tell the truth. I Mm -hmm. have to share that. I have to honor her because Mm. of what she did. And she's actually in heaven now. And I want to honor her name. Mm. I want to, I want to honor everybody's name that I have seen make even the smallest effort to be good to Mm. me and to others. And, and I see that, I see the effort, I see that it was made and I saw her love and she made me feel so loved. Mm. Like Jihan's not a bad kid. She's a beautiful, fearfully and wonderfully made 
She's a beautiful person. She deserves to be loved. She just yep. needs love. And, and I, I hope to do that. I don't know if I, 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 I don't, I don't want to bring children into the world, especially the way it is right now. But if I ever do that with a, with a partner, I would want to do it with, with a child that was the, the children that are here. And, and I've thought about doing it with, with foster kids and, and older foster kids too, because when, because they're our future, children are our future. Teens are our future. They're, they're, they're going to be the leaders of this world when we are gone. They're going mm-hmm. to be um, impacting this world for our grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great your grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And people who are struggling just need love. They mm-hmm. need love and they need help. Mm-hmm. So um, she did that for me. She, she mm-hmm. showed me that I was loved and that I was valuable and important mm-hmm. and that I'm valuable to God and I'm valuable to, to this world. And she really showed me that. And so she would take me to this non-denominal church in, in East Boston. And I would go in there and everybody was raising their hands and praise and worship. And I'm like, these people are crazy. They're crazy. What am I doing here? <laughs> and little did I know that they weren't crazy and that they had complete joy and the Holy spirit in them. And they were just being authentic and in love Mm -hmm. with their creator. Mm -hmm. And I eventually became one of those people lifting my hands and praising worship and do it on a daily basis now. And, um, and I understand, and I, and I understand, I understood and I learned and I heard the word of God. And then I understood by hearing how loved I am. And I didn't know what healthy love looked like, healthy love looked like. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't understand that. And, and it has shaped my life for the better. It has, I don't even know how to explain the, from where I've come from to where I am now is 100% because Jesus, Mm -hmm. 100%. Absolutely. (laughs) It's, it's a, it's transformation that occurs outside of the natural things that you would expect, right? So the forgiveness components, how, how do you do that humanly? It's not, I don't consider it humanly possible without some, you know, higher power speaking to you and making that possible. I think it's just so incredible. And then God putting people in your life to stand in place of those who were, were unable to, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's like you said, your angels are coming into your life and taking care of you. And I love the Kathy story. I think it's so fun and phenomenal. And it's just, you're right. You should honor her and all those that have touched your life. So it's a beautiful thing. So you go on to modeling and you get hired and now you're young and 18. And where do you go from here? So it's like, you're literally the world's that, you know, is waiting for you. So what do you do after that? So I started modeling and then I became even more successful. I signed with that agency and um, I had gotten my first cover and I was going to New York a lot with acting. And I had, I did a feature film, an independent feature film in Boston and a producer on the film and one of the writers, she moved out to Los Angeles and she started working with a management company. And she asked if I wanted to, if I had any interest in moving to Los Angeles. And I said, actually, yes, I've been thinking about moving to Los Angeles or New York. And I did not like New York. I thought it was very stressful. And I would, I would go there and, and like take the Fung Wah bus. Have you ever heard of the Fung Wah bus? (laughs) There was one time where it like ran off the road and then it was set on fire another time. And so that just like gives you the experience of like what it took to get my butt to New York city to, to like, I would take the smallest jobs, the biggest jobs. Like I would do it all mm. and as long as it was classy and I felt safe and comfortable. Sure. I would do it all. But, and then I think the Fung Wah bus was like 10 or 20 bucks, like round trip, <laughs> but it would set on fire. So you never knew what you were going to catch on fire. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I don't even know what to say on that one. So go ahead. Keep talking about it. <laughs> So you come to LA, you're definitely much more of a California personality for sure. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And I had never been oh. to Los Angeles. Mm. And, and I and I was like, okay, fine, I'll I'll take I'll take it and I accept and represent me. I'm coming out there. So I drove across <laughs> the country and um yeah, just started working right away, like got modeling jobs and just really like the word hustle is coming to me. Mm. <laughs> like I hustled. 
And I, I gave it to God, but I knew that I had to do work too. Mm -hmm. And I went out every day. I went to go sees, I worked on my portfolio. I linked up with photographers and every time I got a job, I would use that to get the next job and, and just kept growing and growing and growing and and establishing myself. And I'm, and I still am, and I will until the day I die. And, Mm -hmm. um, and it's a beautiful, it's been a beautiful life journey. It's been epic, epic. I've been all over the world and I've been on set with like the most incredible people, the most incredible directors, JJ Abrams, Gary Marshall, who was like named Mm. the greatest director of all time. Like I was directed by these, these people. And my friend always says, well, Gianna, they got to work with you too. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They're Um, only as good as the people that they direct. That's right. That's right. That's true. I like that. Oh, that's absolutely true. (laughs) It's been, it's been a wonderful journey. Oh, that is, it's, it sounds like an amazing and fascinating, cool journey. You want to tell us some, any fun stories of being on set or acting with modeling that you like to share? When I was on set of Star Trek, that was probably the coolest, one of the the coolest sets I've ever (laughs) been on. And, and when I, the, the whole journey to get there was like, it was totally a God thing. And from when I submitted for it to how I actually got the role to auditioning to just like being on set every day. And JJ would have a a new person to entertain the crew every single day. And he would have just such like YouTube prodigies would come in and they would play like these colorful squares. I don't know if you've ever seen this, like they're these, these colorful squares and then you press one and they all light up and they play different music and he does it super fast. And Oh no, I don't, I don't remember his name, but it was so fascinating to see. And then we had like different ice cream trucks and food trucks and a cake because I think like mission impossible at the time had made like, couple hundred million dollars and then they celebrated that we all celebrated that it was so like every day was super cool and they actually built in the sound stage they built out the ship so we could actually like walk through the ship and oh wow it was and the doors would open it was just so cool super cool (laughs) so so that was that was an incredible thing to experience and I remember getting really nervous like on set when when I, I had to act and and I actually had to like say stuff. <laughs> like I have to speak. Okay, you can do it, Gianna. You can say your lines. <laughs> and I remember saying to myself, because I was so nervous, I was like, Gianna, calm down. You've been through so much stuff in your life uh-huh. that this is like this is small potatoes compared uh. to that. Like this, your your life isn't on the line here. <laughs> Just have fun. And, and, but I'm a perfectionist. So I was like, I have to do it right. I have to do it. And, and it was such a, it was such a big opportunity and a, and a, a gigantic experience. And, um, and so I wanted to do it justice. And so I, I, I felt like, what's that saying where um, big opportunities or massive blessings bring big responsibility or something like that? What's that saying? When you- I, I don't know, but it sounds true. <laughs> yes. That's, that's the message of it. Like with, you know, when you're blessed with a lot, you have a lot of responsibility. So I felt, I felt the responsibility to, to do my job and to do my part. But, but I, I was like, Gianna, come on, have fun. Don't take this so seriously. You don't have to be so nervous. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was, that was quite a, a cool experience. I mean, that sounds really awesome. So how did you decide, like, you were definitely going to pursue more acting. Are you still doing modeling as well? Sometimes I do it for, for myself. I, I, I'll, I'll do like test shoots with photographers and um, I'll be create, I'll do it as an, a, a creative form of expression. I'm cool. mainly acting. Well, there's so much more to Gianna Simone though, but your pictures on Instagram are like drop dead gorgeous. Like you just like, does it end? It doesn't end. It just keeps going. <laughs> so it's like, and then on occasion you'll get this video of you doing these cool acrobatic things and you're strong and gorgeous and it's oh my goodness so can we talk about you working doing the acrobatic component with these scars and everything you're doing I mean it's just it's amazing I just sit in awe it's like I just keep watching you no that's she's getting lots of views because I just keep watching you because I'm like what did she just do there (laughs) you're so funny thank you that's so sweet (laughs) and so I saw the this show it was called Lucent Dossier 
And my, my dear friend took me to the show right around the time I had um, moved to Los Angeles. I had probably been living here maybe six months to a year. And he's like, let's go to the show. So he took me downtown LA. We, we went to the show and I was in awe. like one of the most beautiful things I had ever seen mm. and I was like I have to do that and now I had taken an aerial yoga class where they have aerial hammocks mm. and it was like simple stuff but I was like I can do this I'm gonna do this <laughs> so I had this like a burning desire and I was like I have to I have to do something I have to act on this because th- I need to get this this burning desire out. Like I need to get it out. I'm not going to be able to live with this just sitting there. I need to get it out. And, and I was like, I need to talk to somebody. So after the show, I went up to what I think the owner of the, the theater and, and the burning desire was still there. Like it wasn't the right person. I knew that this was not the right person to talk to. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I still need to talk to somebody else. So I went up to the aerial coordinator and I was like, I need to be in your show. No right saying that <laughs> but I was like I need to be in your show it's so beautiful and he's like oh well we're having auditions in a couple of weeks and I was like oh okay I'll come audition for you so <laughs> so I I called a couple of aerial studios found one took an aerial class I was like oh yeah I have this audition I need to you know get an audition shape and he was like okay you should probably come to a couple classes I took a class I could barely climb the thing <laughs> I was like how in the world and then I was I was like horrified I was like how in the world am I going to tell these people that can barely climb <laughs> the silk <laughs> and so I think what happened I actually so I, I became so in love with it obsessed with it I've been doing it for like nine years now wow and a couple of years ago I got the opportunity to actually audition for that show and I took the opportunity and I went to their auditions and I had a, a routine, but I wasn't a hundred percent confident with the routine. So I didn't do my aerial routine and I actually don't want to be part of this show anymore because my, like my career has taken off and mm-hmm. I, I love acting and I, 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 I can, I literally like can't travel with the show. Mm-hmm. I, I need to travel with movies that I do. So, um, but I went and I went because I felt so called that day to be a part of the show. And I think it was to get me into it. I think it was, mm. I think it was drawing me to the art form because it's been such a, a healing tool in my life. Like when mm. I go through things, it's just, a, it's like dance mixed with strength mixed with acting. And, and I'm able to, it's like cathartic. Mm. It's so emotionally helpful to, to do Um, Mm. and so I think I was, I think I was meant to do it. And, Mm. and I did a little bit of gymnastics when I was younger. So I have upper body strength and you need an incredible amount of upper body strength because you're literally like pulling yourself up and holding yourself up 25 feet in the air. And so you need upper body strength. And and I've always been super flexible. Like I I always, I've been like, since I was young, I was always able to like lift my leg and put it over my head and do splits and just always bendy. And so I was like, this is the perfect thing. It's flexible and bendy and dance and, and acting. And it's like the perfect thing. And so I just, I fall in love with it. and, And I do it as, as a way to keep in shape and, and an artistic expression. And it's, it's really cool because you do the black and white and the color. And now there's a gentleman that I've seen you dance with as well. And he said, what is that about? That's my friend, James. He's an incredible, um, acro performer. And Mm. if you, if anybody wants to get involved with acro, he, he actually does private lessons and his name on Instagram is acro James. Um, And he was, yeah, he was in Cirque du Soleil and he's just an incredible performer. And I feel safe with him. Like he, Mm. he always says if he feels like he's going to drop somebody he would put his life in the way rather than let that person get hurt like he's broken limbs to save people and he's just he's very serious and very 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 safe to work with so I trust him I adore him and yeah and we come up with these with these um, acro dances mm-hmm. together it's really I know I lo- and I love your celebration at the end you're like yes I did it <laughs> yeah, 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 we nailed it because we do it we do it like um, so many times probably like <laughs> 20 times, 20, 30 times, we do the same oh, thing. Wow. And we, we form it and we, we mold it. And it's just a, a cool way to create and stay in shape. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. So yeah. those are your creative endeavors, your acting, yeah. your modeling, your expression. 
but you also have these other things. But before we get to that, I would like to know what, tell us a little bit about your plant journey and how did that all evolve? My vegan journey? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, and I, I want to be respectful of time. How much more time do we have? That's up to you. You're good. I'm good. Okay. 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 Um, so my, my vegan journey really started when I moved out to Los Angeles mm. and I had started breaking out and I was like, why am I breaking out? This is, this is so weird. Like I had perfect skin, like all throughout my teens. I was like, people would come up to me and like touch my skin and be like, how do you have such perfect skin? And then, and then I started to break out and I was like, well, something's going on. So I'd go to the dermatologist and he put me on steroids and he put me on antibiotics to calm the inflammation and it wasn't working. And I was on antibiotics for like a year hmm. and I was so frustrated and I would cry and cry and cry to like stay up and cry and just be so frustrated and and I just didn't I just needed to understand and why is this happening I, I don't get it what's off mm. and and I don't want to be on medication for the rest of my life for this small issue and what the the breaking out wasn't even that bad like I've seen some some pretty intense acne mm. but I because of my career I needed beautiful looking skin and so it was it was not only affecting my self-confidence but it could also affect my career and I was like mm -mm -mm. so <laughs> no lesson with my career skin <laughs> so I, I needed to do something but it was important to me and into my life and to to my calling and so I started really doing my own research and watching documentaries. I watched Freely the Banana Girl on YouTube. And I was like, wow, she's in the incredible shape. She eats all this food. And, and I had gone through many eating disorders and starved myself and over-exercised and to just to stay skinny. And there were, there were moments where I starved myself to the point where I was like scrolling through Instagram, looking at pictures of food because my brain, I was so hungry. My brain needed food. Wow. Wow. And it just, it just got to the point where it was like out of control and, and I needed to do something about all of this, like the, the food restriction, I was bulimic at one point wow. and the skin now. And I was like, what is going on? Like, mm -hmm. what, what does this have something to do with each other? And, and I went down the rabbit hole and I, I watched forks over knives and what the health and earthlings. And then I found out about, um, what happens to animals and in, in order to, for, for us to eat them and consume them. And I just had no idea. The system mm. is set up to where it's just in clear packaging and it's clean and pristine and you just buy it at the grocery store and you have no idea the horror, the mm. horror show that goes into producing animal flesh for mm. us to eat. And mm. on top of that, it's contributing, contributing to the number one killer of men and women, heart mm -hmm. disease. And it's making us sick. Psoriasis, acne, dairy is the worst thing for acne, as you as you know. Mm -hmm. And so I and I was on low carb diets, and that's all I was eating was dairy oh. and meat. And so that's why my skin was freaking out and was angry. It was like, mm -mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be the thumbnail. Mm -mm -mm. Oh my goodness, that's fabulous. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you have to do the finger too. <laughs> are you sure you should be a mama i don't know you got that down pretty good <laughs> it's the first talent you must learn two, two fur nuggets <laughs> charlie and jazzy my fur babies <laughs> oh no it's much more effective on human children i'm just saying you get that down you're like mm -mm. <laughs> so anyway we digress you continued. Yeah. Yes. So what okay. happened? <laughs> so, so I did all this research. I, I saw the, the horrible effects to the planet, to our bodies, to mm. the animals. And I was like, done vegan. And I think I had like, people were, were in my ear and they were like, well, you still need fish. You still need eggs. And mm. so I think I had like slowly transitioned to pescatarian and then just eggs. And then I just even got the eggs out. Cause I wasn't eating very many eggs. I think I put them in like pancakes sometimes. Um, and then started juicing and started eating lots of fruit. I was mainly a fruitarian for a mm. while. 
and then I was raw for a while and then I discovered just a whole food plant-based diet and that's what I'm on now so I eat all sorts of you know potatoes and rice and um, quinoa and grains and um, lots of fruit still smoothies oatmeal and salads and just an abundance of food and it's truly it's not like people are like how am I ever going to go vegan and it's like well how like how can you not? It's so easy. That's, that's food though. Like that's yeah. food. Mm-hmm. The, the small amount of food is actually animal food. It's mm-hmm. mostly plants. And so when you take the animal food out, it's really like, I always say incorporate, focus on abundance, focus on what you're eating more of rather than what you're not eating anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, cause we can only eat so much a day. And, and so like, what are we, putting in, what are we focused on putting in? So if you eat a meal of oatmeal and bananas and a scoop of peanut butter and some cinnamon for breakfast, well, you're not going to have any room for bacon and eggs. And so focus on the oatmeal and the bananas and the cinnamon and the peanut butter and maybe a piece of whole grain toast or whatever, whatever you like, a smoothie, maybe some oatmeal and a smoothie. And then you're you're not focused on the stuff that is toxic to your body and making Mm -hmm. you sick. Right. And so you're focused on this fun stuff. So it's, it's fun and not, it's an abundance and not a lack. Exactly. That's a, that's a perfect way to look at it. Cause I, I have patients either or, right. So some that are like, they're removing these things. So they know it's making them sick. That's easier to digest in their brain, so to speak, pun intended. And then yeah. there's the other, you know, that's like, I can't give this up. I was like, well, look at what you're gaining. And so this exactly, it just really depends on the person and where they kind of fall in the spectrum of desire I think but that's perfect how long did it take for your skin to clear up oh I'd say I saw like really great results months months and I still like I still have breakouts and I actually get like kind of a a trauma response from it I'm like <laughs> so it's a journey, you know, it's a journey and I'm healing my gut, I'm healing my body and, and it's, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. That's why I started Love Gianna is because I want information from doctors to be readily available and brought to the public in an easy, simple way of like, mm-hmm. what do I do with this? I'm dealing with all this stuff. I have so many questions and people listen to doctors. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I had to do something. I knew I had to I learned so much on my journey. I'm still learning so much as we all are. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating. Like once you go down the rabbit hole of truth, you just want more. I just want to know the truth. <laughs> the rabbit hole of truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is a perfect segue into the Love Gianna and your second season just being released. So please tell us about Love Gianna, what it's about, where people can find it. So um, people can find it. It's on YouTube. It's also on Amazon Prime. And it's, there's a podcast, so it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all those, you know, different platforms that um, uh, host People can podcasts. listen and, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, so you can watch it on YouTube, watch it on Amazon Prime, and listen to it if you're in the car or you're working out or something. And so season one is um, plant-based physicians, and like Dr. Esselstyn and Dr. T. Colin Campbell and Dr. Ornish, Dr. Barnard, Dr. Davis, Dr. Sadegi, and Dr. Scott Stoll, just Dr. Gregor, Dr. Gregor, Dr. Lyle. Um, who else am I missing? Dr. Furman, Dr. Khan. Mm. So, so yeah, so I, I started it because I just wanted to give people, like I said, people an opportunity to educate themselves, like educate mm. yourself and then make a decision from mm. a foundation of knowledge. Mm. Just, and, and so it's, a, it's an educational platform for people to do a deep dive of truth. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, and you know, it's funny because people say, well, why is your truth? Why is your truth and not the other's truth, right? So that messaging, I'm like, look at the people who are sharing the truth and listen to what they're saying. I guess the science is there. People like stories. People like, I don't know, it's interesting. They'd rather listen to a story than actually look at the the scientific evidence. But it's really true, right? If you look at these physicians, you look at their patients, you look at their response, it's just just like every single patient gets better to some degree, 100% sometimes, but everyone gets better at some point. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, it is the, the only diet that is proven to reverse 
and prevent America's number one killer. The paleo diet doesn't do it. The keto diet doesn't do that. No, the Mediterranean diet doesn't do it. A whole food plant-based lifestyle is the only diet that prevents and reverses the number one killer of men and women. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Really is. So what's your second season about? So second season is, I'm so excited about it. It's plant-based athletes. Awesome. And I was really inspired. So so the, the reason I wanted to do the first season is because I wanted to give, a, you know, people a, an educational opportunity. And the second season, a lot of people um, have stereotypes of vegans that mm. they're really thin or they're going to lose a lot of weight or lose their muscle or they can't work out. And it's actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I want to show people on a massive scale that you can be a bodybuilder. You mm-hmm. can run endurance races. You can win world titles. You can be an Olympic medalist. You can do what you want to do. I'm a vegan. I climb 25 feet up in the air and do flips and hold my body weight for five, maybe even more minutes at a time. And that's like, that's really hard to do. And so mm-hmm. you can have endurance eating plants and actually have more so and, and when, like we just um, launched Rich Roll's episode and he, he was, I think in his forties mm-hmm. when he was running Ultramans and he was like, who is this? People were saying to him, who is this guy in his forties just eating plants, winning mm-hmm. these races? Mm-hmm. And is it him or is it the plants or is it a combination of the two? And Scott Jurek, we interviewed Scott Jurek as well, and who set a, um, going north up the Appalachian Trail, he set a, a, a record. And it's like, he did it all on plants, all mm-hmm. plants. And so, mm-hmm. and it, I don't, I don't think that it's just a, these, you know, few people that are doing it and they're the outliers. No, I think that they're doing it because of obviously who they are and their, their will to do it and be called to do it but also what's helping them and equipping them for the job mm. is the plants. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, even um, my middle child, Jonathan, he's almost 25. He's plant-based for nine years now. And no. he's doing, he wants to break the 24 hour pull-up record. He's doing 600 an hour. <laughs> it's like, blows my mind. he can do 600 pull-ups in an hour. <laughs> and I'm just saying, you're going, whoa <laughs> yes like it's like a beast man i like dude <laughs> that's impressive you that's know and impressive. yeah and the youngest one broke his leg mm, in 2000 oh goodness 18 i think he was a freshman he hit a tree snowboarding had to have massive surgery two plates 22 screws six fractures in just the tibia the fibula which is a smaller bone in the leg was like dust the orthopedic said it was like a four-hour surgery Within five weeks, he's walking with me five miles. He did a half Ironman just last year. Um, I mean, just like, you're just sitting here going, they heal amazingly well. It's, uh, there's no reason. And I'm 50. I'm like, and I'm training for my first ultra race as well. I'm just like, <laughs> I just like, come on guys. <laughs> Everyone should be partaking in this joy. So yeah. And my husband did his first ultra, not ultra, but Ironman, full Ironman at 49. And I'm like, this is, you know, this, this doesn't mean these are just young people either, but people who are older, like rich and, you know, others, it's really amazing. It's incredible. Well, Dotsie too, right? She was like the oldest cyclist that won um, a medal, silver medal um, in the Olympics. I mean, it's just phenomenal. She's got a great story too. Um, Incredible. So what else are you up to? Tell us about, is there a book that you just Yes, my so my best friend Andrea Logan and I just wrote um, a cookbook called Plant Love. And mm. it's a whole food plant-based cookbook, no refined sugar or oil. And we put a little bit of sea salts in some of the recipes, but other than that, it's salt-free and you can always omit the salt. So it's SOS free, it's whole food plant-based. And um, we just wanted to, to bring another form of educating people, getting people healthier, planting love in their lives and for people mm-hmm. to learn how to love plants. And plant yeah, but, love 
but this this is not no ordinary cookbook i mean like this is like a it's like one of those art books you sit on your coffee table because it's just like gorgeous i mean you got two beautiful people of course and then just it was just and your perfectionist is coming out in your work i was just like oh my goodness this is not a normal cookbook so i mean really is phenomenal the work that you do the love diana your movies I mean, tell us also, like, would you list off all your movies or some of the ones that you really like people to look, because it's really fun to yeah. talk to someone that you're like, oh my goodness, I know Deanna, that's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and thank you for for allowing me to share stuff about the cookbook and love Gianna, oh. just being here chatting with you and sharing yes. my life. And I hope it inspires people. And I hope that that what I do and what I put so much love and effort and resources and time and care into touches people. And, and that mm. is truly my intention with it. And that was our intention with, with the show. That's our intention with the show, with the cookbook, with my movies, with my life. And, mm. and I just, I want to touch people and help people and inspire people. And, and I, and I truly do because that's what we need because so mm. many people have touched me and I need it. I need to be touched and inspired too. Yeah. And then with that, I want to give back too. And that's, that's what we're supposed to do. Like we're supposed to love God, love people. Like that's literally our job here mm. on earth. Yeah. And so, um, some of the movies that I've been in that, that I love that I, I think people will really enjoy, um, obviously Star Trek and Mother's Day, Gary Marshall's Mother's Day. It was actually his last film before he passed. Really? And, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah you played, that was a funny part. I mean, knowing you and then I like, oh, wow. <laughs> this is the acting part. Okay. <laughs> and, this is a very uh, different, different character. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was really, really, really fun. And um, Unbroken Path to Redemption was an incredible film. The first and the second one. The first one Angelina Jolie directed, and the second mm -hmm. one is about Louis. It's about Louis Zamperini's life, and then his homecoming. And I play his sister. Such a special um, set of movies. And yeah. I'm not in the first one, but I'm in the second one. But I highly recommend watching both of them because it's just such a beautiful story. I love yours the best. Honestly, I love. I've seen both, and the first one, like you know, Angelina Jolie's, it was a little too much for me and I've even been in the military I mean I've seen things and uh but yours it was really a nice balance what they did um with the movie that the, the one that you did with uh, Louis Zamperini and he had already passed right when you did yeah. yours yeah he passed I think he just saw the first cut I remember watching something that Angelina said and I think she had showed he was in the hospital and she had showed him the first cut of the movie and then oh, he, passed, wow. so he didn't even get to see the final cut of the first one wow. but he's he's watching it in heaven Mm -hmm. God can Absolutely. do anything, and I'm sure He can show Louis his movie. <laughs> <laughs> tuning in, tuning in. Yes. I love it. Yes. Oh my gosh! But there's also other work that you do, like your foundations and other yeah. things. I can't even keep up. <laughs> you know, sometimes honestly, I feel like I, I talk. I was just talking to my friend Andrea, and I'm like, I, sometimes I feel like my wheels are spinning, and like, where is the fruit of our work? And and I'm seeing, like, I just have to open my eyes. Like there's so much fruit of our work and that it's, it, I saw this, um, it was a beautiful meme on, on Instagram and it said, sometimes you look like you're doing this and it was a, a circle, but in actuality, you're doing this and the circle is going up mm. and you're actually making progress, even though you may not feel like you are, but you are and keep going. Don't ever give up. And, nice. um, and so, yeah, so my foundation, I started it just, just because I, I want to help and, and tithing is very important to me. And um, I watched this, this like YouTube video a while ago. And when I was going down the rabbit hole of truth <laughs> and, and I, it was about finances and how to um, grow our finances and how to be, how to be um, responsible with our finances mm -hmm. and how tithing and giving back a very small portion only 10% mm -hmm. of our income or what we make, how that helps us make more money mm -hmm. and how we get blessed from giving. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I started tithing and, and I really did it before I watched this video, but it was kind of like a, a reassurance of like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm on the right track and I'm doing the right thing. And um, it's nice to see other people talk about it and to, to hear that and just to be reassured. Mm. So, so I had started doing it when my career started and um, so my nose keeps running. It's cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so anyway, I, I started doing it because I knew that my career was a blessing. Mm. I knew it was 
truly a miracle in my life. And, and I wanted to give back and it's not my money, it's God's money. And I wanted to give back some of what I was making to God to thank him and to help other people that he wants to be blessed too. Mm -hmm. And I believe God blesses us to bless other people. Mm -hmm. And, and, and with finances, with talking, with words, with caring, with a hug, with, he blesses us with, with different things and it's, Mm -hmm. and it's to help people Mm -hmm. and, um, and to, to fulfill his, his calling and, and his will for our lives. And so I knew that I had to do this just to say thank you. Mm. And, and I do it every time as a thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And, and so I started my foundation. So I was giving a, a lot of money away to various causes. And a friend of mine and business partner helped me start my foundation. And now it's with the National Christian Foundation. And, um, and so, yeah, I just, I tithe and people can give too as well. It's, you can go to the National Christian Foundation and, and look up Gianna Simone or just look up the Gianna Simone Foundation. And what we do is um, it started uh, just kind of, I was helping a friend send young women to um, university in Rwanda and the average income there is $2 a day. And so the, the yearly scholarship to go to university there is $8,000 a year. So it's drastically different from, from our costs here in America. And so we were putting some girls through school and she made me a partner in her foundation. And then, you know, I, we, we went to Rwanda, we met these girls and then I had a heart for them. And I was like, you know, I want to, I want to help the men as well. And men and women both need to be educated and, Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we started working with Kigali University, and then it started with that. And then I was like, well, I want to help foster kids. So um, I met, I, not recently because of COVID, but um, I was mentoring at a facility called Maryvale. And it's, um, they no longer use this terminology, but to help put it in perspective for you, it's, it was like a level 12 facility, which is the step right before prison. Oh, wow. And so I was mentoring some young girls there. And then obviously my... Um, heart for animals. I wanted to help animals and farm sanctuaries. So I thought, how can I merge these? (laughs) And so I started bringing the girls from Maryville to the farm sanctuaries and doing field trips and just, you know, hanging out with them and, and, uniting abused and neglected humans with abused and neglected animals and promote Mm -hmm. healing with both parties. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that's, that's really what it's kind of developed into and um and i'm really excited to get back doing that very soon and in the meantime you know i I financially support other organizations and and Mm -hmm. still um you know do do great work that needs to get done financially with it yeah absolutely what i (laughs) there's so many wonderful aspects about Gigiana that i just really i really hope people understand to see where you came from and not use it as, you know, the victim mentality that I can't do it, but you actually created something one beautiful, but you're also giving back more than I think you ever received. And so personally, I live from an outsider's view. And so I just, I think it's so important that um, we're able to celebrate what you've done and where you're going. And I'm super excited to see where your career goes. And do you have any other final advice or anything else you'd like to share? Because I, I just think everything you've said is just, just resonates. You're just a beautiful inside and out. So I just really excited. Yeah. Thank you. I feel the same about you. And I'm really <laughs> grateful that, that you exist and that you're doing the work that you're doing. And I'm happy to support you in any way. Just <clears throat> always let me know. And, and I just, I think the take home message is that people are loved and that you're not alone and that we all go through the highs and the lows and that my one of my dear friends who who is now in heaven as well it's actually Kathy's son mm-hmm. he would tell me Gianna it's good it will pass it's bad it will pass mm-hmm. and and it's usually and this is me speaking it's usually more good than it is bad mm-hmm. and and that we are here to love one another and to connect with our creator and mm-hmm. that it is he is good he is not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. And, um, and I hope that my story just touches people and people can take different various nuggets away and, and improve their lives or um, just even feel better, be inspired and, um, and, and get educated and heal their bodies, mind, soul. And get your cookbook. And where can they get the cookbook? They can get it. Um, it's on my website right now. It's it's an ebook, and okay. so you can download it. And it's on GiannaSimone.com, and you just go to the little shop tab 
or it's, it's all over my Instagram, my, my social media, and there's all links everywhere. So it's very, very easily accessible. You can just search Gianna Simone um, on social media, um, G Simone Instagram and Gianna Simone Twitter, um, or you can go to my website and get it. Awesome. And I can't wait to see all the episodes of The Love Gianna. That's going to be phenomenal. It's, it's, it's fun to, to see these amazing people that you're interviewed and it's just a joy. I'm so excited for your second season. Maybe a third. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, see. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Gianna. Again, it was such a delight to speak to you again. And everyone listening, check out Gianna, Gianna Simone. And we can, are we updated on Instagram a lot? I think that's where you hang out the most. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And then that's, we can see where you're, what work you're working on. And there's so much more that we could dove into, but Again, this has just been a joy and hopefully we can bring you back on and we'll talk more about more movies coming up as COVID passes and life yeah. gets back to normal. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, Yana. It was a, a joy speaking to you yet again. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed that interview. And if you could, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a rating on whatever platform that you're listening to this podcast. We really appreciate the feedback. In addition to this, I did want to let you know that we actually do video recordings of all of our interviews. And if you'd rather watch them, you can check out our YouTube channel at Healthy Human Revolution. There we also have other resources for you. One in particular I'm really excited about is called The Doctor's Inn. That's where I actually answer questions from the audience and do tons of topics like cholesterol, hypertension, diabetes, and just things to help you stay well. So check it out. and. Also, don't forget the HealthyHumanRevolution.com website where you have all the resources you need to actually start and sustain a healthy, whole food, plant-based diet.